Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi, and entrepreneur. And this is the Black Health 365, uh, where it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals. And as y'all know, we are also here to make sure the Black community is empowered to make healthier choices all year long. I'm excited to get into this conversation with my beautiful co-host, well, thank you, Brad. What's up, 365ers? Jackie Page here, radio personality. And um, I'm not going to say fitness guru, but fitness guru. Why not? Hope everybody is doing well today. And welcome to the Black Health 365 podcast. And like Brad said, we are here to make sure that you are living your best and your healthiest life 365 days a year. And as we move into the holiday season, we're going to be around family. We are going to be around stress. And it's time to talk about some of the stressors and some of the things that's happening in our family this holiday season. And that is exactly what we're going to do today. We are talking about high blood pressure, uh, stroke, dementia, um, black men, black families during the holidays and joining us today. He is no stranger to the Black Oak 365 podcast. We have Dr. Richard T. Benson. Dr. Benson, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jackie. It's good to be back with you and, and Britt again. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Really excited to talk to you and just to go down his resume real quick, 365ers. Dr. Benson is the director of the Office of Global Health and Disparities at the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, part of the U.S. National Institute of Health. He is a leader in the field of vascular neurology and health disparities research. Again, Dr. Benson, really excited to have you on. And joining as well as Dr. Benson, or along with Dr. Benson, is Brady Johnson. And Brady is a stroke survivor, bodybuilder, had to throw that out there, and is an ambassador at the American Stroke Association. Brady, how are you doing today? I am having the most beautiful Wednesday of the week. I hear that. Yes. I'm, feeling that. I'm feeling that energy. <laughs> that energy. We need to just go ahead and get into check-ins. So um, check-ins is just a second where we do just that. We check in on each other. We see how everybody is doing physically, mentally, spiritually. So Brady, I will start off with you. How are you doing today? Checking in. I am doing great. You know, it it's, might sound funny, but before my stroke, I ran marathons. And now I can't run marathons. I run short miles. I am doing a 5K every day until the end of January. So right now I'm in week three. And then once I got done with my 5K, I went in, into the gym 
um, because yes, I'm I am a, a bodybuilder. So I was in the gym for an hour and a half after that, and I was just on high. I just felt awesome, and and today's just been full of energy. And I love lifting weights and working out in the morning because it, it gives me that fire. So today's been beautiful. Absolutely love to hear it. Um, I wish I had that spirit of one, running a 5K every day, and then two, uh, working out in the morning. My spirit just hasn't gotten there yet, so I take my hat to you. You are my inspiration. Dr. Vincent, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I, I wish I was doing as well as Brady. That's actually giving me energy hearing what he did today. Uh, but I'm good. I've had a long day and a long year. But this actually gives me energy talking to you all today and, and being able to talk about um, our discussion and what we're going to have today. That actually gives me energy despite everything else that's going on in the world. Yeah, I absolutely love to hear that. Britt, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing okay. I just got back from a little vacation um, from Los Angeles. Um, and uh, today I'm actually doing a 48 hour uh, fast just to mentally reset my body. Um, and so there's a lot of benefits that we can talk about in terms of fasting. Maybe that'll be another episode. Uh, but I'm feeling mentally sharp right now. I'm ready to get into this conversation. How about you, Jackie? Baby, I'm tired. Okay, I am tired. I don't know. I have this really grand idea after Thanksgiving to up my step count from 10,000 to 12,000. I can hit 12,000. I mean, I can hit 10,000 steps pretty much with my eyes closed. So I'm like, you know, what? let me challenge myself a little bit. So I increased it to 12,000 steps. And who knew that an extra 2,000 steps would take me down? Um, when I tell you, like, tired, like, I am tired. It's decent. It's decent for a week yet. Like, is it January? But outside of that, I'm doing good. Um, no complaints. Excited to be running into the holiday season. Excited to be hanging out with family soon. Um, yeah. So, I mean, outside of, you know, increasing the steps and being tired there. Give yourself some grace, Jackie. Give yourself some grace. Well, I'm excited to go ahead and get into the conversation. But before we do, you know, we got to do our weekly news article. Uh, let's Let's talk about it. Yeah, so the New York Times posted a very interesting article about uh, cell phone radiation and if it's something that we need to be of concern um, with, if we need to be scary. Um, Britt, thoughts? Yeah, you know, the term radiation is also you know, it's clearly scary, right? <laughs> but the article mentioned is that now all radiations are the same. Okay, you have one thing where you got a nuclear bomb radiation, then there's one thing you got from your phone. Um, and our phones that they mentioned, now that we, the phones that we have now are different from the phones from the early 2000s, where a lot of these articles were much more prevalent. Um, it's kind of one of those things for me, like take it for a grain for salt, like I'm going to have my phone on me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how many things can we worry about? Um, I'm actually very interested in Dr. Benson on your perspective on this. That's an interesting point. At the um, NIH, we tend to focus on um, evidence-based um, studies where there's clear randomization of people to one group versus another group. You have a control group and a group that has the exposure. Um, and so in this particular instance, uh, it's not that kind of study. So it's more anecdotal, as we call it, in terms of looking at seeing more cases of something than in, in else, something else. And so I, I think um, it's something to think about holding the phone up next to your head that, you know, there's it's possible it can cause some kind of effect. Uh, so it's definitely something to think about. But 
Uh, I can't endorse it since it's not a, a randomized study with a control group and all of that. Brady, what are your thoughts? Actually, it's funny because um, about six years ago, I started only taking phone calls on speaker. I don't put it to my head anymore. And, you know, so a lot of times if if somebody's calling me, I have to leave a room because people will say, well, just put it on here. And I say, no, I'm, I'm going to be on speaker. That's just, I have it now. Well, it's kind of funny that you say that. I actually put my phone on speaker because I feel like actually holding the phone is uncomfortable. And I don't know a lot of people in this day and age that honestly hold their phone anymore between having like, you know, earbuds or AirPods and speakerphone or you're in your car and you have, you know, the system in your car, Bluetooth in your car. I don't really know a lot of people that hold their phone anymore. So, I mean, I get what the article is saying to Dr. Benson's point, you know, I feel like it, just you know, keep it in the back of your head. But Britt, like you said, you just gonna take it for a grain of salt because I'm not walking around with my phone like this all day. Usually when I have conversations, I'm on speakerphone or I have my earphones in or I have, I have a watch. I'm having conversations like this. Like, yeah, we need to, you know, come back and revisit this one. This is one of those ones where it's like, we got so many things to worry about. And this is the highest on my list. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. Um, well, before we get into the conversation, um, you know, it's like Jackie has said, we're transitioning into the holiday season. Um, with that, uh, a lot of excitement um, and also a lot of stress, right? Sometimes the holiday season is stressful for people, especially if they don't have a family or especially if their family stresses them out. So <laughs> it's an important time to just take a pause and just um, be present, right? And re-emphasize the concepts of mindfulness as we're stepping into this season. Um, and also celebrate yourself too. Like it's been a long year and you got here, right? Um, it's a lot of people went through a lot of things. Just own all the small wins that you had so you can just relish in gratitude. There's nothing more powerful than the um, endorphins that we get from gratitude and recognizing that almost, although there's a lot more life to live, we have enough right now. We are enough. And I think a lot of people need to be reminded that coming into the holiday season, you are enough, right? Don't let anyone hold rent in your head. You have everything that you need. Uh, and with that being said, let's go ahead and transition to this great combo. It's a lot to be said here. Yeah, a whole lot to be said. Um, talking about high blood pressure, stroke, and dementia, Black men, the Black community, going into the holidays. Um, I think it's important to kind of start off with just some very basic definitions so that everybody has a clear understanding of what some of these things are. So Dr. Benson, um, really quickly, can you just give us like a, you know, a really quick definition of like what high blood pressure is, what stroke is and what dementia is? Yes, thanks. Thanks, Jackie. Uh, so high blood pressure is, uh, well, let me take a step back. So your, your heart pumps blood throughout um, your body uh, and your body, your organs need the oxygen in the blood in order to survive. And so the heart is a muscle that contracts to push that blood through the body and then it relaxes uh, to accept more blood uh, after it receives oxygenation from the lungs. And so um, when the heart is contracting, that increases the pressure inside your vascular system. And um, it should be less than 120 uh, millimeters of mercury when it's contracting. If it's higher than that, that blood pressure can uh, start to damage the walls of the arteries and the organs in your body. When it relaxes, 
Uh, that's when it has the lowest pressure in your vascular system and it should come down to um, 80 or below. Uh, for some people, even when it's relaxing, it's still above 90 and, and high. And that leads to sort of this constant damage to the walls of the blood vessels as well as um, the, the uh, organs in the body. So uh, that's high blood pressure stroke is when you have uh, decreased oxygen. Well, there's two types of stroke. There's one where you have um, decreased oxygen to your brain and that leads to permanent damage uh, of that particular area of the brain and that leads to the neurologic findings that people have. Uh, and dementia is when someone has um, memory loss in addition to loss of other executive function, which is your reasoning, um, your insight into things, uh, and those types of factors. So that's what stroke, high blood pressure, and dementia, and they're all connected uh, as well, as well as heart attack, um, because high blood pressure, uncontrolled high blood pressure is a major, the major modifiable risk factor for all of those diseases, uh, heart attack, stroke, and dementia. What are some early signs for both of high blood pressure and dementia? That's a good question, Britt. So uh, high blood pressure or uncontrolled hypertension, we call that the silent killer. It's called the silent killer because most people don't know that their blood pressure is elevated, unfortunately. There are a lot of people who walk around with really high blood pressures and don't know it until they start to develop either headaches, um, nosebleeds, chest pain, or either having uh, signs of a stroke. And so by the time you start to feel symptoms, you're starting to have end organ damage. So uh, high blood pressure or uncontrolled hypertension is known as the silent killer because most people don't know that they have symptoms for that. Um, and so the consequences of uncontrolled hypertension are stroke symptoms, either having a heart attack where you have pain in your chest. And most people know, most people will go to the doctor or call 911 if they're having a heart attack because they have the pain in their chest and difficulty breathing. But the more difficult thing is having a stroke. And so we have the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T, which 70% uh, of all strokes will have facial weakness, that's the F, arm weakness, that's the A, or speech problem, difficulty getting the words out or uh, difficult uh, speaking. And uh, the T stands for time, meaning call 911 immediately. So 70% of all strokes will have one of those three symptoms at uh, attached to it. So that's facial weakness, arm weakness, or speech problem. And it's an emergency. You should get to the hospital right away because there are things we can do to decrease the disability associated with stroke. So you have to act fast. Going into the holiday season, a lot of people don't think about having conversations about health at the table or having those conversations with family. Why is this such a good time to have these conversations about, uh, you know, what your family genetics and what your family uh, history, health history is? That's a great question, Jackie, and I'm glad you asked ask that question because it comes back to what Britt was saying earlier. Um, and I, I think about that at this time of year, most people think about the joy of, of Christmas and all of the holiday seasons, uh, various holidays that we have it during the season. But uh, it's not joyous for everyone. Some people, their memory of their Christmas is not a positive one. There are other people, particularly um, men and men of color at this time of year who don't have the financial um, situation where they can buy gifts for people and they feel bad about that uh, or it reminds them of something from their childhood. So there are a lot of people 
um, that don't have joy at this time of year. So we do have to think about that as well. Um, but it's important, uh, number one, priorities sort of get out of order at this time of year. People tend to spend money that they don't have. Um, they want to do things for their kids and families and all of that. And they tend to eat more than they know they need to eat. It's not good for them. So there are a lot of unhealthy activities, um, both financially um, and uh, emotionally and psychologically that take place at this time of year. So what I would say to that point, Jackie, is that I think it's it's important to make, uh, when you're thinking of your priorities and those competing priorities, make health or being healthy uh, part of that conversation. I think it's important for people, particularly uh, families of color, to, to uh, develop new traditions. And maybe that tradition could be to do something healthy, uh, to try to have a more healthy diet at this time of year or to institute some type of physical activity at this time of year, or do something that's, that's good for your mind or your sleep. Yeah, absolutely love that. How do you have that conversation during this time of the year? Um, I, again, you know, it's just one of those things that we typically don't talk about in, in the Black community. We, we like to kind of not talk about anything. So going into the holiday season, um, for 365 that's listening and they're like, okay, well, I want to have this conversation about um, high blood pressure or dementia with my family. How do they have that conversation? And to emphasize that question, what are appropriate medical questions to ask that family member? Um, like what questions would you recommend? Those are both good questions. So I, I personally, this year for my family, we've been doing it the last few years. I, I have a very large family uh, and we all try to get together and then my siblings will get together with their individual families. Um, but uh, as opposed to spending money where people go out and try to buy gifts for everyone, we try to do something, um, we, we call it um, to try to do sort of a spiritual blessing for someone else, where you do a non-monetary gift for someone else, where you go out and you talk to them, ask them how they're doing, how their day is, uh, do something for them, uh, shovel the snow if you're in a place where it snows, or cut the grass or do something like that, but just ask about them and check on them. So that's one thing that we do. The other thing is just sort of ask people, how are you doing physically? You know, How is your health? Um, what, what are you eating? How is your diet? Um, I know, you know, we talked about, I, I really love that intermittent fasting. I would love to participate in that uh, conversation in the future at some point, but having that conversation. So whoever um, just has that on their heart to sort of talk about the health. And sometimes um, you, our listeners who are out there now, if you're that person, you could be that person to bring the topic up. Um, and I think it's important to your question, Brett, to talk to the people in your family that are trusted members. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
person actually know the family history? Uh, do you know people in your family that have had a heart attack or that have had a stroke? Or are there people in your family that have a history of dementia? We do know that there are some genetic uh, factors that put people at risk for Alzheimer's disease. Um, and so there are some uh, hereditary factors associated with dementia. But by far, we know that uh, one of the common forms of dementia is what we call mixed dementia. So it's Alzheimer's as well as vascular dementia, which is associated with uncontrolled hypertension. So uh, even if you don't know your family genetic history, uh, we do know that most people are at risk because of the uncontrolled high blood pressure, uh, particularly when we think of the Black community. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, what does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Really good. Brady, how do you check in with your family members? And what is your experience with family members checking in with you? <laughs> well, actually, um, I had a massive stroke. So everything has changed, actually, because with my family, uh, we're a big family. And the talk used to always be about food, about food and about life and things of that sort. But post-stroke, now that I'm a bodybuilder, um, everything has changed because my conversation now is, what have you done for yourself emotionally and physically? What have you done for yourself? Because you've got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. Uh, you know, African-Americans, we have the tendency to want to take care of a lot of people and we don't take care of ourselves. So with my family, you know, I'd rather help you uh, figure out how to lift or to do stretches or just losing weight or maintaining. And, and so that's what our conversation is about now. Brady, really quickly, just taking a step back, um, you are a stroke survivor. Can you share with us in the 365ers uh, your journey, your story? Most definitely, thank you, thank you. Uh, actually, I was in the United States Air Force I was 31 years old and I also owned a company. I was a sports agent. I represented 22 NFL ball players and uh, football players. And I, I represented two uh, Harlem Globetrotters along with this Canadian football league player. So I had all that going on. And at the time, Afghanistan was starting to get, you know, real big, um, you know, and the chance of being sent. Uh, I've been to Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Turkey. I've been, you know, but I just wasn't in the mood to go to Afghanistan. And I'd gone through a divorce. I had just gone through a divorce eight months before that. And I just transferred to Scott Air Force Base in Southern Illinois. So I was by myself, bought a house by myself, and I ran marathons. Uh, I had begun running marathons about nine years before that. And I ran marathons. I ran all the races leading up to the 5K, 10K, um, you know, 13.1 and then the marathon. And so I thought I had a wrap on everything. Uh, but actually, I didn't have on anything. 
Uh, because I was by myself, I did not go see a doctor, but I'd been having a headache. And I thought the headache was because of all those situations I told you about, uh, living by yourself. And, you know, I tell people, you don't find out you're scared of dark until you're sleeping by yourself in your own house. And so I thought all of these were the reason for my headaches. And I thought with me being in shape, quote unquote, that I didn't need to go see a doctor, that it would go away. And after three months, uh, I was one day walking through uh, through uh, the doctor's office because it was cold in Illinois. So I was trying to walk through through buildings and it saved my life because I stopped and asked the doctor, I said, is there any way possible I can have something stronger than Tylenol. I've been having headaches for three months and I just don't know what's going on. And the doctor asked me, said, give me some symptoms. I told him, well, at night I hear what sounds like water in my head. head. I can hear it in my ears. Um, my head pulsates um, that I don't feel like eating um, these things. And he said, unfortunately, I'm not going to give you anything. I'm going to send you off base. So I got escorted off base to a hospital and uh, they did MRIs and I was in my uniform and a doctor and the nurse were standing next to one another in the room, in the emergency room and said, how do we say this militarily? Houston, we have a problem. Mr. Johnson, unfortunately, this is not a headache. You've been bleeding for three months. You've been having a cerebral hemorrhage for three months. And I kind of chuckled and I said, I ran six, six miles this morning. I'm fine. And he said, son, had you been running a marathon, I give you, it's 26.2 miles. I'll give you 19. The nurse said, I give him 17. And I said, for what? And he said, before you die. So they sent me, uh, they. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Flew me to UIC in Chicago and did emergency surgery. And during the surgery, all of the blood and all the fluid, I had a massive stroke. So I was in a coma for a few weeks, stepped down to ICU, and when I got to um, the regular floor, uh, they took my family, my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, my sister, all of my family had come from all over the United States. And the doctor said, Mr. Johnson, you have aphasia. You'll never speak clearly again. Mr. Johnson, with such a massive stroke, you'll never walk without aid. Mr. Johnson, your eyes crossed during this surgery because it was so critical, the stroke that you had, that you'll never be able to drive again. You'll never be able to read again. And Mr. Johnson, you'll never be able to walk again or work again. And he asked, are there any questions? Well, of course, I sat and cried. I couldn't speak. And he walked out. And I thought my life was over at 31. And um, 
I was very blessed, very blessed. I was a Pepsi singer when I was in high school. Us and Michael Jackson were the only two sponsored by Pepsi Cola in the world. So I can sing, sung all around the world, um, did commercials and Christmas shows. So I learned how to sing before I learned how to speak again. But once I started, and my mother has a PhD in English and taught college and high school my whole life. So speaking was good for me. And I, once I learned how to sing, I was able to bring it down from singing into being able to uh, talk to you. Once I got to that point, I felt I could conquer. I cannot feel the right side of my body at all since my massive stroke. Um, and so I wanted to walk, walk. And the reason why I wanted to walk was because I ended up getting carpal. Um, what is the what is it called? Ar carpal. Um, where your arm, where your hand has nothing to say. Yes, that's what I had. And I said, I'm tired of wearing, I don't need a, something new in my life. So I put the cane down and my friends started calling me stuntman because I would always walk next to grass because I knew I was going to fall sometime. <laughs> and, um, but, but I started walking. I then went back to work. I worked at Social Security and I retired from there. And I knew from that point on that things had to change. And uh, fast forward eight years, I'd gotten big again. Um, I'd gotten to about 247 pounds because of the fact that I could not run anymore. I didn't know how to do exercising. I had a second stroke. And at, at 40 years old, I retired from the, from the government and I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And one day I thought about lifting weights. And of course, it, people thought I was joking. They said, you can't feel your right side. But what I ended up doing was getting a gym and putting it in my third garage. So I have everything. And I, I got a coach. And now I am the only disabled bodybuilder in the world that competes with bodybuilders and has won. It's an amazing, a heart-wrenching testimony, brother. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you. Dr. Benson, as I was listening to Brady talk about his story, and this, I don't know, is stroke um, or having a stroke, high blood pressure, uh, dementia, are these um, hereditary? Are these genetic? Well, well, first, again, I, I also, uh, Brady, I think that's a, a really compelling story. And thank you for sharing, because uh, hopefully that story can help some of the, the listeners uh, today. Um, stroke is actually, um, it's, it's largely preventable because of um, the risk factors that are out there. Uh, and so Brady gave a great uh, explanation. So I talked about strokes, uh, um, that most of them are ischemic. I didn't talk about the hemorrhagic component. And, and so what he did, he gave a good description of having a hemorrhage or bleeding in the brain and, and getting, um, you know, the headaches and uh, how it can occur over a period of time. Um, and so for most people, it's related to those, um, those what we call vascular risk factors, uncontrolled high blood pressure or diabetes or cholesterol, you know, being over and being overweight is going to increase your chance of having high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol. So those are tied tied together. Um, there is a genetic component there, but uh, I think the genetic genetic component is sort of a smaller piece. 
the larger piece is um, those other vascular risk factors that we can control. And a lot of people don't know about it, uh, don't know that they have these risk factors, they don't have a uh, proper diet or exercise uh, or a medical provider that can tell them that they have these risk factors. It's uh, really, uh, I, I think it's a uh, really um, important uh, story that you talked about, Brady, in terms of uh, you know having the, the headache associated with uh, your symptoms that you had. So that goes along with what we were saying earlier. Um, and then um, finding out that you have a stroke. And unfortunately that happens to people. Once you start to have symptoms associated with your blood pressure, then um, you've had some type of damage there that's taken place. And that's one of the biggest things that I talk about. You know, we talk about um, being able, having trouble finding words. I remember there was a song that I, uh, uh, an R&B song that I sung all the time and I could not remember the words. But see, I didn't know um, because unfortunately so many black men, African-American men don't go to see the doctor. And that's what I didn't do. I, I didn't, it wasn't even in my thought to go see a doctor. And that was my biggest McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Problem, my biggest step that I didn't take was going to see a doctor because something was wrong. And my mother always laughs because she says, I'm a doctor, I'm not a doctor, I just play one on TV. Um, I thought that, I could go ahead and tell people what, that I was going to be okay, but I, I didn't, I didn't, my degrees did not come in medicine. So I knew nothing about what was going on and I should have gone to a doctor. Yeah. And unfortunately there are a lot of people I, uh, in the hospital, I'd have patients who come in. A lot of the treatments for stroke are very time sensitive. We have a medication called TPA or tissue plasminogen, um, activator. Uh, there's a newer form of it that can be given uh, differently that works just as well, given quicker. Um, but it has to be given within four and a half hours in, in most instances. And then we can also do what's called an embolectomy where we go into the brain and remove clots from the brain. But that can be done within 24 hours in most cases. And you might be surprised the number of people who will develop stroke symptoms, difficulty speaking and weakness, and they say, oh, I just wanted to lay down and see if it got better. Or I wanted to wait and call until I could talk to someone and ask them, what should I do about this? And they will let the symptoms go on and ignore them because um, they think they're going to go away. Dr. Benson, Brady, question for you all. How can we as women support our men, our partners, our friends, um, and pushing you all to go to the doctor to seek medical care? Because, um, you know, Brady, you just said yourself, like, you know, you didn't really feel like you needed to go to the doctor. It wasn't something that was, you know, of major concern to you. 
But what can we do? Because I know we have a very, a very big part in, in what men do and what they don't do. So how can we support you all in making sure that your health and your wellness is number one priority? Well, I can say um, what I tell people now is to be their cheerleader, to be their cheerleader, whether it be a girlfriend or a wife. I need a cheerleader. I need somebody that's going to motivate me to say, I want to go the next step with you. I want to see tomorrow with you. I want to see years with you. And I'm your biggest cheerleader. So let's, let's go to the doctor. I'll go with you. I'll hold your hand if I need to. But I, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. No, I, I agree with Brady. I think that's good. Being there to be a cheerleader, be an example of doing those positive things as well, modeling the type of behavior that you like to um, see. The other thing, we know that people that self-monitor their blood pressure have higher rates of control of their blood pressure. So I would suggest that everyone, and it can start with, um, you know, the, the women uh, for their men modeling, sort of getting your own blood pressure monitor and um, checking your blood pressure every two weeks or so and just sort of um, talking about it, what your blood pressure is. You can write that down and show it to your, your medical doctor uh, or medical provider um, and just sort of have a conversation of that. But self blood pressure, self-monitoring, we know is very important in terms of keeping blood pressure under control long-term. Because if you know the numbers, then you can do something to change it. You don't just sort of ignore it and say, I know I ate a big old bag of potato chips last night and uh, my head is hurting today, but I'm not going to check my blood pressure. <laughs> so uh, we have to know the numbers. You mentioned some medical interventions when it comes to dementia, high blood pressure, but what are some like lifestyle changes that people can make? And maybe Brady, you can speak to some of your lifestyle changes that you made and maybe some things that you had to learn or unlearn in that whole process. I had to unlearn. Uh, I, I grew up with 22 women and they told me you're, we'll teach you how to cook iron. sew because you'll never chase a woman because you can't take care of yourself. But everything that I, I know how to make chitlins. Um, I, I can make greens. I can. And one of the things that I've done, uh, post stroke, my meals have changed. As a matter of fact, I made chili tonight, but it's Turkey chili, which has less fat. Um, less grease, less oil. And one of the things that I'm trying to share with my family is, you know, the fact that I have, I don't eat hot dogs. I eat chicken dogs. Okay. Because those have great numbers of protein, which your body needs. You know, every drink that I drink is water-based. That is what I put in my system. And, you know, there are things that all of these things have, have, have been the change. And so a lot of times people think that I lifted weights and that I continue to eat good so that I can compete. But I tell them I continue to eat good so that I can see tomorrow. No, I think that's, that's, that's great, Brady. Um, the American Heart Association has something called Life's Essential Eight. Uh, and these are factors or things that people can do to sort of modify their uh, chance of developing a heart attack, stroke, and dementia. And the first is to control your blood pressure, make sure your numbers are good, that it's less than 128 over 80. And you can do that with um, blood pressure self-monitoring to make sure your blood sugar 
is uh, under good control if you have diabetes. Make sure your cholesterol is under control uh, to stop smoking if you smoke. Smoking is just not good in general. Um, to get five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Um, to make sure that you get uh, enough sleep at night um, uh, to go to sleep, because that, that's very important um, to do that. Uh, and then also um, to uh, keep yourself mentally active doing uh, you know, different things. It's important to have good mental um, acuity. Um, and I think those types of things, lose weight if you're overweight, which is the other thing. Um, but I think through physical activity, um, you should do 20 to 30 minutes of physical activity at least, at least um, three times a week. And you can do those in 10 minute increments, 10, 10 minute increments. It was found recently that doing 10 minutes a day, three times a day is, is just as sufficient as doing 30 minutes of, of physical activity where you're able to get your heart rate up. Um, and so those are sort of practical activities. And so if you look at, uh, you can go to the uh, Mind Your Risk website or the AHA website and get more information about life's essential eight. But those are things, if you do that, then you're uh, well on your way into doing those things that you can do to modify your own risk of, of dementia, uh, stroke, uncontrolled hypertension. I do have a quick question about dementia. I did mention like doing some things to keep yourself mentally active. Do you have any, I guess, recommendations or suggestions of things that people can do to keep themselves mentally active? And I ask this because, um, and I think we spoke about this before, my grandmother is dealing with um, dementia. So, you know, just curious as to some things that, you know, people can do to keep their, their mental active. Well, one thing, there, there were some studies recently that have shown that people that are older and they have cognitive impairment and also hearing loss, that if you don't correct the hearing loss, then you actually start to have um, a sort of a faster progression of your dementia. And so I think part of it is because of decreased social uh, interaction with people. You miss half of the conversation. You don't know what people are talking about and you're not sort of stimulating yourself mentally. So I'll start by saying that if, if you have someone that's um, that's older, that has hearing, it's important to make sure that the hearing is fine because that may be <laughs> why they're not interacting as much. But social interaction is important as well. Um, oftentimes people as they age, they're not, the, their peers are not around as much. Uh, as you get older, they don't have friends, people to talk to, and the family members are very busy. So that social interaction is important for stimulating yourself mentally, as well as reading uh, crossword puzzles, um, Sudoku puzzles. Um, physical activity is very important for your memory as well. Um, so getting out and doing some exercise and then getting good sleep. Uh, if you're not sleeping well um, because you're in pain or you're taking medication that's keeping you up or some something else is stopping you for, from sleeping, that makes it really difficult as well to have good mental acuity as well. So those are some things to sort of uh, to think about and, and when you're considering uh, dementia in people. This is that question I was gonna ask. You know, a lot of 365ers know I live in an extensive part of my life in Japan and a lot of um, the Japanese population are, are elderly, especially in Okinawa. And a lot of the things that you mentioned in terms of social connection, um, keeping their minds mentally active, physically active, those are a lot of the reasons that people in Okinawa have lived longer than other people in the world. Well, this has been a, a very enlightening conversation full of wisdom and um, powerful testimony. Uh, Dr. Benson and Brady, is there something that you would like to leave with our listeners um, today? 
Well, what I'd say again, we, we started off talking about this holiday season, even though there's a lot of cheer and a lot of joy, there are a lot of people that have um, a lot of not so good experiences at this time of year. So it's important to think about that and to have those really important conversations about health. So let's try to make health um, something uh, that's part of the discussion at this part of year, the year. Uh, and if people want more information uh, about the Mind Your Risk campaign, they can go to our website uh, to get more information. And, and one of the things that, that I say is, as I tell everybody, especially times like this, the seasons, everybody wants it to be about giving. That's what everybody says. But once again, I tell people, fall in love with yourself. Because for you to love yourself, you can then love others. But you've got to give yourself things, health, love. Give yourself uh, opportunity to find out what yourself is about. And that's one of the things that I talk about and, and maybe even journal so you can love you. Talk to yourself. Volumes, volumes, volumes. As Britt would say, there it is. 365ers, this has been an amazing conversation. Dr. Benson, Brady, thank you both so much. Um, if people want to reach out to you, do you have an email, social media where people can connect? Uh, Dr. Benson, you first. Yes, I can uh, I'll give you my, um, the website for the uh, Mind Your Risk campaign is, it's uh, www.mindyourrisk.nih.gov and that's www.mindyourrisks.nih.gov. Thank you so much, Dr. Benson. Brady? Um, with me, you can reach me at B, Bravo, like B like Bravo, B.Johnson27 at Hotmail. Dot com, And I often uh, ask people to uh, look up Brady Johnson stroke uh, because there's a lot of uh, information um, about what should have been done pre to stroke and what has been done post stroke so that maybe uh, people can have their answer, their questions answered. But anybody can get in touch with me at any time. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. As Britt would say, because I just love saying it. Go ahead, Britt, say it one time. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 365ers, as always, if you have something that you want us to cover, something that you want us to talk about, hit us up on Instagram at Black Health 365 Again, that is Black Health 365 Slide in those DMs. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Love Jackie Page. And you can find me on all social media at properfitness.life. As always, 365ers, it is your responsibility to be an advocate for yourself. Peace, namaste, and love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.